What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Straight Cut coming to you from West End Cigars Inside the Members Lounge. I am Aaron. This is Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is Aaron. <laughs> this is... This is all the karma's off. Steve hit the damn record button. I'm just... Peace out. I'm walking out, I guess. So this is the show we kind of touched on last week, even though we recorded for the... This is the first time we've seen each other in a couple weeks. A couple weeks, because we, we spent some insane amount of time, yes. too much smoking... Too much smoking. So that's what's weird. Too so, much smoking. So I was I was cleaning up the shop, and like so, recording tonight. We're going to yeah. record tomorrow, more than likely, or Tuesday, because I'm off all next the following week. Right. So it's like we go like two week segments of seeing each other, there. and then like yeah. just jer- ginning out content, and then just won't see each other again. What did May. you? What was that term? Ginning. Ginning. ginning? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> Google it. That was, that was throwing the turd into the punch bowl. Yeah. Nice. No, but uh, yeah, so we're back together. And we talked about what we're going to do about this week. Uh, this is going to be the show that Mark picks, uh, pisses off people. Um, Apparently. That's just what this is going to be. I, um, you asked me to prepare, and then I realized that I prepared and that my opinions will not be popular on a cigar podcast. Uh, well, let's at least get to the good stuff first. Yep. First, we are smoking. Uh, you know, we are now a TAA shop here. Whoop, whoop. So whoop, whoop is right. Congratulations that's, that's, to us. I have some um, TAAs from years past. Used to get, um, I'm trying to think where I got them, but I got a, some old TAAs laying in the, I just saw, because I was looking through the half wheel, there's a new director of TAAs. There's a lady who got appointed. Yeah, so that they rotate, um, I believe it's every two years. So you start as the treasurer. And then every two years you move up. So there's five positions for a total of 10 year wow. uh, volunteer. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It is for a retailer. I mean, it's a big it, as a TAA retailer, <clears throat> the chances of you being around for 10 years are pretty high, but yeah. um, there has to it. have been some situations where, you know, some of them didn't make it yeah. um, for any number of things, right? Wait, Somebody wait, so passed away so, or whatever. Well, so, so this is the first I've, I've heard of that. So, could be be on a board eventually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's always um, members, either retail or manufacturers, that oh, are okay. on the board. Okay. I knew that because I knew like we had to get voted in, and I knew like uh, Carney uh, was on it. It's yeah. a big, big deal. Yeah. These are super like limited cigars. So basically, it's it's a, a group of about eighty shops, and and they're. Not necessarily the top 80, but they're among the top stores in the country. Yeah, right. Um, and the, the whole purpose is for basically a buying power, right? Yeah. So all 80 shops come together uh, once a year for the trade show, and then they do a, a... I don't remember what they call it, but they do a... Uh, Their own special trade show, I guess, down in... Yeah, yeah. That's of, the trade show. Yeah. They do another one, uh, Magic Machine or something they call it. I don't remember what it's called, but... Uh, Magic machine. It's called something like that, but they run uh, deals with the manufacturers that are involved with TAA. Uh, they run deals. If you buy X number, we'll give them to you at this price. If you buy, and so everybody in TAA says, "Okay, I'll take five. I'll take seven. I'll take twelve. I'll take whatever," and then it adds up to, "Okay, we got two hundred boxes. You yep. get a five percent discount." Sweet. Or if you get to 300 boxes, we give you an additional 5% on top of that, right? Nice. Whatever those, I, and those are just made up numbers. Um, Good. You know, it's all different with every company, so. 
Well, and, and they make the, exclusive cigars. Yeah. yeah, they make exclusive cigars. Yeah. And we're smoking the Herrera Esteli Drew Estate TA exclusive, um, which the Herrera Esteli is one of my mm-hmm. fave cigars. Oh, yeah. Just the the regular one. And it's a blue label, right? So that's the one. Yeah, that was, that's that one is the Brazilian uh, Montefina wrapper. And that, I think that was one of the very first cigars that Steve, you and I did for the show three and a half years ago. Yeah, it was pretty early on. It was, I think it was with, uh, it was, it was with Jim is when we did a coffee, uh, a coffee pairing, I believe. Yeah. Could have um, been. So this one, this yeah, one. Yeah. Cause we did the Brazilian coffee. Yeah. We did the, yeah the that's Brazilian right. Coffee, yeah. So this one is like the reddish label. It's a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. Uh, the binder is the Brazilian Montefina. And then the filler is Nicaraguan. Comes in one size. It's just a Toro only on this one. Uh, this is my second one I've had, um, and I really loved it because I'm with you. Where Herrera Esteli love those cigars. This cigar, this one is kicks, really good. Kicks some smoke out. This yeah, is it, <laughs> this is the thing about this cigar. Um, reference later points of the the show. Um, this cigar is, I think, number one. Um, uh, in generating resting smoke. <laughs> I mean, it would be... It, the Nico Rustica. The Nico Rustica might is, be number one. But, but, this here, close. but it's all two. the same family. I mean, it's all, right. all, start, all part yeah. of that Drew Estate family. Yeah. So, so yeah, so three people in a enclosed room with no ventilation right. for an hour and a half show. Yeah, <laughs> right. What could go wrong? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's see how long it'll take until I touch my eye and I, I'm, I'm crying and, and all that. I mean, it will so happen. Vegas is set the line. Anyway. Yeah, Vegas is set the line at 18 minutes. <laughs> well, good thing we're at uh, six minutes right now. Right. So 12 minutes, dude. Yeah. All right. So what we talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, we're going to talk about marketing because we talked about marketing with Chris yep. with Luxury uh, Cigar Club. And he shied away because uh, obviously not a topic that he wants to wade into um, too yeah. much um, because <clears throat> uh, of just yeah. general politics with him being a retailer and and all of that. But, well, and, uh, a man, and a manufacturer. And a manufacturer and, and just not wanting to wade in. On the other hand, we don't really have that concern. Right. And so right. Um, we're going to we're going to start with the marketing side. Um, let me take the lead uh, on this as the one person who does not work for a cigar shop. Um, Charlie. Uh, with half wheel. With half wheel. P- posted a 11, 10 point uh, editorial after somebody reached out to him with JFR cigars. And I, the, I think the one that he's actually referencing is the. Um, the Rocky Road ice cream, which is Rocky Road uh, ice cream cigar. That's not JFR. It's it's, uh, yeah. it's another one. Um, hang on, Steve's uh, Jossum Crawl. Jossum Crawl, and uh, Rocky Road ice cream with the packaging, which is um, <clears throat> very ice creamy. Well, it has a picture of ice cream on it, right? And so it it's has, ice and creamy, it has, and it has a calorie nutritional facts on the back, and right? Yep. Goes the whole goes the whole way, and he Charlie voiced his concern about um, what has become a trend amongst some of the smaller brands um, to really um, go a direction that was um, 
sort of intentionally can be perceived as marketing, uh, perceived as marketing to, towards children. And there are some that are um, Cookie Monster, which was in Cookie Monster 2 and Big Bird and, and those sort of things, which are clearly using children iconography um, on the cigar. And um, Charlie pointed out, I thought very articulately how um, it's a gimmick, I think, yeah. to stir up controversy intentionally um, and also point out that um, it is playing dead into the non-smoking hands to stir up the FDA to um, intentionally um, get them to regulate us right more. And I thought Charlie did a really good job of laying that out. This is <clears throat> intentional marketing for the point of controversy. Now, yep. I understand that that is one avenue of marketing. That's an intentional avenue of marketing. Uh, and I know there are people who, um, listen, you got to market some way, one way or the other. And everybody cannot be Padrone or, yeah. or Fuente, Fuente or, or, or whatever, because those are long-term brands and they market from one perspective. And new up-and-comers have a different, pers- you know, have a, have a different challenge. But this in particular is going to play a very, and I'm not even going to say a long-term negative game because that's not how long it's going to take to be bad. It's going to be a short-term bad. Um, and we're going to talk later about the health study that was published and what it actually means, um, which is um, the second area where I'm going to piss off cigar smokers. <laughs> um <clears throat> This is playing into the hands of the non-smokers. And I want to be super clear about this. You need to not have to pay much attention to realize that New Zealand and Ireland and other countries are banning smoking for people who are not 21 yet. And that is step three of step five, which is smoking cigars not being allowed. And I will make a prediction that I hope is wrong. But by 2030... There will be major countries in this world, including maybe the United States of America, where you will not be able to smoke cigars anywhere in public at all, period. Maybe yeah. at all. Yeah, it's um, there's already been small municipalities that have done that in the United yeah, States. 100%. Um, it, there's not many. There's only a couple. But, I mean, it. you know, in Arkansas, we have dry counties, right? So... Mm-hmm. We understand the, you know, if you have to drive across the county line to get liquor, yeah, like so there, on and yeah, so there, forth, there's still right? prohibition in Arkansas. There's a prohibition in a lot of states. However, counties. if, if the whole state's if dry. it's the whole state, that's a completely different situation, right? Yep. So if a state decides to say that if you're under 21, you will never be allowed to buy a tobacco product. Ever. Even when is, you're 50. That is a problem. The state of California and the state of Washington and the state of Oregon. And I mean, so you're thinking right now, I live in the state of Texas and I live in the state of Arkansas, which the three of us do. They're going to be the last to fall. But when it's California, Oregon, Washington, Washington, D.C., New York, New York, at some point it's going to become a tipping point. And so my concern with this marketing nonsense is this is ammo. The, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the regular, t- the lobbying industry for us, cigar smokers, 
has said incredibly clearly, we never market to kids. Ever. Is that true? Because it's not. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, no, it's kind of like it's not true. Here's here's the thing that we that, have a package of ice cream with a label <laughs> on it. No, okay, and here and we here have the is, cookie monster on a label. It yeah, is true. And, He's and, got the other side of the argument. And, and here is my rebuttal to that. We're both, all three of us, were big MLB baseball fans. If a baseball player is alleged to do something, the MLBPA has to vouch for that player, go to bat form, no matter what. Is the PCA going to do that to a manufacturer that is producing stuff like this, or are they actually going to throw so-and-so under the bus and be like, nope, we're not affiliated with them or whatever? I don't think you can do that. Well, I thought you were going to give the other side of the argument. And the other side that, that most people bring up is that it doesn't appear in a place where a child could look at it, right? Which, okay, technically, yes. It's supposed to be in a cigar shop where you have to be 21 to come in. But mm-hmm. how many times does someone bring their daughter or grandkid or something yeah. in, like just swing in and out and grab something and leave, right? Right. And even if the the kid is 18, technically they're not allowed to do that. But yeah. it happens yeah. all the time. Well, it happens here. Time. I mean, somebody comes, you don't, would you Gas rather than, station. yeah, would you rather bring in the kid than right. leave them out in the car? It's kind of like, well, it's a, the other, the other thing that they bring up all the time is it's not happening to the liquor industry, right? But the liquor industry is not under the same microscope that we are right now. Um, right. They do not have to answer these questions because they have already gone through things like this, mm-hmm. right? And what did they do when all this was going on? They buttoned up and did everything they could to get the regulation where they wanted it. Yep. And then they learned how to work around it. Yep. Not, you know, produce a... a cigar that says fuck the fda on it like yeah right you're literally poking a bear yeah yep i mean the, the, well, and is there it has is, unrestricted ability to do what they want right unrestricted <laughs> unrestricted right and is there ice cream um is there ice cream beer i mean i guess so, there's some so of yeah, that they, they do all yeah. kinds of vodkas and yes and yeah, beer and, and they beers. use a lot of like things that would be like you said, right? Advertise okay. to yeah. kids, Nintendos and yeah. all kinds of like things my, from the past and things from current, whatever, right? They put it on the beer. I hadn't really thought. I hadn't walked in the so, liquor yeah, store. And so here's my thing. Like, like one of my favorite breweries is Boulevard up in KC. Makes my favorite beer, the, the Tank 7. They also make cookies and cream beer. Steve and I, last week, drank five or six hard liquor Mountain Dews. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's uh, okay. Um, the, the liquor industry is several things. The tobacco industry is not organized, <laughs> disciplined, <laughs> right? Rich, <laughs> rich. <laughs> the other thing is the, the there's s- more drinkers and cigar smokers, by right? There by far, by far. Um, and the, th- the fourth thing is, and this, this is going to be a <clears throat> hard take. So the, the societal repercussions of alcohol are uh, uh, alcoholism and drunk driving. And the societal repercussions of cigar smoking are disease and secondhand smoke. Right. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, 
um, DUIs and alcoholism are more mainstreamed than lung cancer and I would I wouldn't say mainstreamed because we are on the forefront of that now they're more prevalent more prevalent so therefore you know somebody correct but we more, as tobacco are more put in people's face what, right. which is what I would say mainstream is right so people react more strongly to right. our our sort of secondary issues right so, and that is, and that's a big deal. The other thing is the alcohol industry does not have as vocal of a anti-lobbying organization. If you think about it, name the, the anti-lobbying mothers against drunk drivers, maybe. Yeah. Mad. It's probably the biggest one. <clears throat> Whereas yeah. the American lung association is, is a stated goal yeah. to end all smoking worldwide by some date. Yeah. It's a little different, a little different. <laughs> right. <clears throat> and understand that the American lung association isn't the only one. Yeah. Right. The cancer association, American cancer association, same goal. There, so there's, it's a different lobbying situation. And so I understand that people go, well, you know, snowflakes and all that stuff. I get all of that. Right. But if you don't understand your situation, you're, you're, you're just writing a ticket for them to, to line up to the FDA. The fact is we think we've beaten the FDA there. I'm, I'm sure there's people yelling at me right now that we have the FDA on the ropes. That could not be farther from the truth. I completely agree. The FDA has us lined up, lined up. And the fact is you're counting on uh, a, a one-term Biden and whoever following DeSantis or whoever and fixing that. Understand the Republicans, other than like one or two, aren't interested in fixing this. Right. This isn't the, the they don't, they're, not in, they're not coming in and fixing the FDA so we can smoke cigars. Trump did not do that. He didn't. No, I agree. He didn't fix it at all. He did. I mean, he did. I'm not going to. This is not a political discussion. Right. This is not Trump versus Biden versus Obama. Right. I'm just saying, if you think that he set this up so that the FDA would back off of smokers, then you weren't paying attention. No. He did not go anywhere. That was the third rail for him. He didn't touch it. And, and, and DeSantis is not going to touch that, even though he's from Florida. Now, if you got the other guy. Rubio. 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 <laughs> He'd touch that all day. Yeah. A little different with him, but right. yeah. It's personal for him. And I would Honestly, vote- COVID is probably the one thing that has slowed this down. Right. Because they all, they, well, first of all, the FDA's incompetence was the first thing that slowed it down. <laughs> right. Don't discount the, their ability to fuck up a free lunch. So let's oh, be God. clear on the primary reason that it got slowed down. They aren't very good at their jobs. Right. And they have other things. <laughs> they're, they're a little preoccupied. If there's, if there's anybody else who, if there's anybody who works for the FDA on there, I realize you have higher priorities. Okay, yeah. that's the nice thing I'm going <laughs> to say about the FDA. So, um, but they they did not get this in order. That's primarily what happened. Yeah, I would agree. And but, they, they didn't give it a, a actually a fair um, examination of the financial impact. He um, did a sloppy, incomplete yeah. job. I agree. Yeah. So do you, uh, Aaron, do you agree or disagree with what Charlie wrote in the article? Um, 
If you haven't seen it, for, it it's so on it, Half Wheel. So it, it, it was a it was an expose. It it's was called a, um, expose. The Rocky Road of Rocky Road Cigars. Yeah, and it came out March first of twenty twenty two. If you want to go a really, back and read it, it's a really interesting read. There it was is. a bunch of people who told him to piss off, and those comments aren't very interesting. Yeah, yeah. But there were some people who put some thoughts into the comments, and it was it was probably seventy thirty on people who agreed with the, the, the way it was going. It's, you know, we live in a capitalistic world, or we live in a capitalistic society by far, so do what you want to do. But also, it, I agree with, like, you know what? It's sometimes you need to, like, call off the dogs a little bit, heed back a little bit, just because a lot of people don't have foresight looking into what could happen or what will happen. Um, I want to I stick with could, because we don't know yet. But, you know, it's... At one point, at some point, you know, people f- are going to feel attacked because he did name off a few businesses and people. Yep. So, of course, those people are going to come out, come out already with their shields up, being defensive and fighting. For but everything. that's that's not fair because the one of the cornerstones of the argument of the PCA. And, and CRA and all the other organizations that are fighting for this is that we do not market to children. Yeah. And they specifically put something on there that is a child or would attract a child. Whether a child sees it or not, I in my opinion, is irrelevant. Yeah. It's, it's because what, they're not they're not asking that. And the and the other side of the coin is but oh, you do, can't do say people don't like like adults don't like ice cream? Of course. But you can't say that they they have the right to feel attacked when they specifically attack something that they knew no, was I, a cornerstone of yeah, the argument. No, I totally here's my thing. You can name it whatever the fuck you want. Name it Cthulhu's taint. My thing is Make it good. Half the shit that's, yeah. that's that stuff now are fucking dog rockets, and I don't give a shit about that. But, yeah. again, it's like what we talked about last week. You know, people are just, it's easy to sell the first cigar. It's easy to sell the first box. You got to hit that, you got to hit that nut constantly over and over and over again. But that's not what they're directed towards. They're directed right. towards, you know, our, me and you, Steve, a generation of, like, the Cookie Monster. We grew up with Sesame Street. Right. So we're going to see something that, you know, realizes something from our childhood, you know, with Mark, it might be like the Flintstones or what the fuck ever. It would, you know, <laughs> Did you watch the Flintstones as a kid? No. What was a cartoon when you were a kid? Uh, Puffin stuff. <laughs> Is that the dragon? Yes. <laughs> that, they're marketing to somebody, something else. <laughs> I understand what they're marketing to. I understand what they're marketing to. Mr. Green Jeans. But that's, my thing is, is, I yes, in the for the foreseeable future, it'd be it would behoove everybody to not do that kind of shit. Self-regulate yourself. Yes, yeah, self-regulation. But if you if you want to do that, fucking do it. But make it good at least for me, because half the shit that I've had is fucking trash. Yeah, I understand that point, and that it's a it's a good point, um, which talks about why they're marketing in the way they are. Here's my point. Um, first of all, I think you just hit upon, I thought, Charlie's best point. We can no longer ask for self-regulation if we are unwilling to self-regulate. Yeah. And so I'm sorry that they feel attacked, but we are attacking them. So the fact is, they should feel attacked because what they are doing is not in our interest. Yeah. And so the fact is, they're being attacked. That's correct. 
<laughs> so, yeah. right. So I understand the defensiveness. Um, that is the proper response to being attacked. Um, but the fact is, you, I understand the argument you made about 21-year-olds, but if I buy it and I take it home, right. the kids will see it, and mm-hmm. then they'll be tempted into smoking, especially if they see me smoking out of that package, right, and having a good time, eating, you know, spending time with my friends, whatever, see the appeal. So if we want to, if we want to be a self-regulated industry, a.k.a. the alcohol industry, then we have to treat it like we're going to be serious. Now, we can argue that the alcohol industry doesn't do a good job. We don't have the resources they do. Um, I think it's unfortunate that, that, um, that they are doing this. I don't care for these folks' business models, and I think the easiest way for those of us who are serious about this industry to take care of this problem are to not support these brands. I don't. Yeah. And it was something like what And Chris, I'm going to say that because I'm not involved with a retailer. Yeah, so I think I, I think sorry. we should I think we should not support these brands. I don't care if they're good or bad cigars. I agree yeah. with you that they that I think some of it is trickery. But whether it's not or, or it is, I've not smoked one of these cigars intentionally. So I've had people tell me you should smoke this cigar. It's really good. And I say, I do not care for their business model and I will not support it. And that unfortunately really unpopular. I've gotten a lot of frowns when I say that I'm okay with that. I explain why I don't like the business model and that's what I go forth with. Well, and, and I think that's totally fair. I don't go to Chick-fil-A for my own personal reasons as well. Sure. Same rules apply. It's just like what Chris said last week, you know, Every dollar you spend is a vote for that company. Yep. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And that is a, it's a, it's a good example. I, uh, well, I think that's the more controversial thing of what he said in that article. Right. Right. The rest of it, I think 99% of the cigar industry would agree with. Right. But when he said, we need you to- sh- as a consumer, if you don't like it, should stop supporting it. Yeah. That's what really triggered a lot of these companies to lash out. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, we're, we're pussyfooting around the fucking name. It's Pravada is who took the brunt of, of the stuff of Charlie's, of, of Charlie's. Of, no, I don't think they took the brunt of well, it. I think but, he took more, a more defensive no, but that's stance what I'm saying. than it's anyone like that's, else uh, of the whole in this. And I think he did it poorly in the cigar world. That's who everybody's kind of directed all this kind of shit towards. Cause they responded but, worse to right. this than anyone else. But right. at the same time, it's like, Everybody has their favorite cult following kind of stuff. Pravada has a huge cult following. It's the hell their hashtag. We are Pravada or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I'm not a member of it, but people have those diehard feelings towards that. But at the same point, looking great. through the comments, half wheel has just as much, if not more that's on Charlie's side. So it does become, you know, as an outsider, just looking in, I'm just watching the geese fight each other. It was a, a, a war of words, which didn't end up anywhere. It was just spinning your wheels all the way, all throughout the whole thing. And even like, yeah. I sent the article to you and you sent me back like, holy fuck. <laughs> like that yeah. was, that was just a war zone. The and comments it, are and ridiculous. That's, yeah. That's, I mean, it's like a, like, yeah, it's like YouTube comments section. Like don't fucking go in there. It's, it's nasty and it's ugly. Right. And both sides tend to just quickly devolve into name calling. If yeah. you're just going to call each other <laughs> <Yeah>. names. <laughs> 
then and and most of them aren't even that good at it, yeah. which is the sad part, right? Yeah. So, um, so listen, Mark, let me ask you this: and nerf herders, you've talked right. about. We we we've talked about you know in our leadership shows and everything. Yep. If there's an issue with uh, an employee, a subordinate, whatever, you can't yeah. go directly towards them in that manner because they will become defensive automatically. Yeah. Right. What would what could have been a different avenue or different aspect that could have brought this issue to head? Well, I mean, people don't work for each other. So the, the problem is... No, we don't work... Like, they don't work right. together, but, they, right. but they're all in the same so, industry. So, right. Exactly. So I'm going to assume there were private conversations about this. So the, the first thing that I would have assumed that PCA would have done is reach out to the people who were doing this and say, hey, listen, um, this is going to be a problem for us on our primary stand uh, lobbying-wise and legislatively that we don't market to children. Mm -hmm. And I would assume that would have been the first approach because it's clearly, it's it's a conflicting position, right? We stand here and say we never market to children when clearly... um, the perception is could be taken very easily out of this that we do. Right. So it's pretty, pretty easy to sit there and say, you never market to children. You have a cookie monster cigar, right. Um, to call out the uh, LCA one. Right. So, um, or, or the Rocky road ice cream. Right. Um, and so I think a private conversation is where you start with that. So I'm going to treat this as a vendor situation. So if a vendor is doing something, that is contrary to, I think, our better perceived interest, I'm going to have a private conversation repeatedly and intentionally and then in writing, but privately. And so that I, the first I start with a conversation and I say, Steve, dude, what, you know, this is, you hear me say this, right? And then you make me a liar. Why would you do that? And I would do it politely and I would do it probably not with the word liar. And then I would, <laughs> I would, then I would do it with the word liar. And then I would put it in writing and say, Steve, please stop because this is killing us. And this is where we're going to go. And then I would clearly lay out saying, if you continue to do this, this is what's going to happen. And this is why it's bad for you and for me and for us. Well, the PCA did and I assume they did all that. They put out a, a press I release. Or I understand a, the press release because the press release is covering their ass. That's Aaron's second step of trying to distance themselves from yeah. it. But I assume they had a bunch of private conversations like with, hey, listen, fuck not, stop. Yeah. I assume they had those. I hope so. I'm going to assume I they know, didn't but... use the word fuck nut. Oh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I get called HR. But, um, but I mean, but you got to have that conversation with this starts very politely. Hey, you know, I just noticed that you released a cookie monster one with the cookie monster on the band. Um, that's a problem. Don't you understand why and what you're thinking and like try to get them talking. Right. And, yeah. But I mean, it's a tough thing. I mean, it is. Because to understand that you're talking, you're saying, your $10 in the short run versus all of our $1,000 in the long run. Yeah. And what can we do to get you your $10 in the short run? Because they're seeing this as their path to the $10. They're not stupid people. They're, they're seeing, I'm, I'm not in any way saying these people are unintelligent. They see a path, but they don't see the long-term game. Or they do see the long-term game and they don't care. Well, and you can look back. Or at, they disagree. At the cigarette. 
legislation, right? Yeah. He's Joe Camel, uh, the Marlboro Man. And those are the two big ones, right? And look how easily they said, well, that advertises to a child, right? And not even children, but they said, well, that makes smoking look cool. Right. Which we don't want to do. Right. That's a very defined description of what they do not want you to do with tobacco. Have you seen the bans in in Canada and in, yeah, in, in like that was the next Ireland? thing I was going to bring up. So that's the next step, and I think I think we get to that within the next ten years. I think we get there in the next yeah 10 probably years, maybe. quicker probably quicker, and it's a band that's like it's an army green band with cream lettering. Yeah, it's on like it. an olive a, with a just dark the olive words, with just the words of what the cigar are and, and really basic. They have to print. be the exact same size font. The band has to be the exact same size. The boxes all have to be the exact same uh yeah. layout like seven three rows of seven or whatever it is. Right. Everything has to be identical. And you're not allowed to go into the humidor and pick it out. Well, and, and in Ireland you or I think it's Ireland. Mm. Somewhere in Europe, you're not allowed to use the France, the word cream or yeah. smooth uh, or natural. Natural. I mean, <clears throat> I I think because we're America, we're America. We America. think it's it's not going to happen here. <laughs> no, it is. It is. And they tried to do it already. The first step of that by putting the the warning labels on the box, and it had to uh-huh. cover. 30% of any advertising mm-hmm. surface. So think about that. Yep. Any advertising surface. So you're talking about the top of the box, the front of the box, the band, any uh, signs, posters, the hats that they get, hats, ashtrays, everything. Yep. Everything has to have that on it. Yep. Well, and I mean, we're going to talk later about the uh, the report, and they talked about that everybody knows that smoking is bad for you, right? Um, which was one of the findings, which, I mean, at this point, everyone should. So, um, but it is, and that's why that got overturned. Right. Right, was because everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the finding. Yeah. That's why everybody goes, well, you know, we had common sense on that. Well, they determined that everybody knows. Right. But you look, that's, that's part of my point of looking back at the cigarette regulations, right? Right. That's the model that they gave us for what is required or or technically is required, but is on hold is, is the basics of the cigarette industry. That's how it started. Right. They had, they said, okay, this is the size of the package. This is how much you have to cover. This is what's got to be on it. There's four options. You got to rotate one of those four. In this exact format. Right. I mean, that took them half a second to go, oh, copy and paste from the cigarette industry. Yeah. So they've already got a model for this. They do. As the cigar industry, we do not. We do not. And we don't We don't get out of our own way enough to get lined oh, up to yeah. fight them. No, we yeah. trip over our own dick. Um, well, we're just lucky enough to have a big enough dick to trip <laughs> over. <laughs> Yeah, what's that like? <laughs> okay, let, let's let me let me go back to, because we we touched on it a few times before. You know, the on the beer side, you know, Steve and I, we like a good beer. We like odd beers, evidently. Mm-hmm. We had we again we drank Mountain Dew with five percent alcohol in it that we didn't add ourselves. Oh, you had the hard hard really, Mountain Dew, really good. It's, it is really good. <laughs> I heard it's okay. Baja Blast was really good, and but then like okay. Why does it seem like it's only the small 
microbreweries that do those off the wall things. When was the last time Budweiser or Miller Lite yeah. did a cookies and cream beer or a peanut butter stout or something like that? But the 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 microbreweries that I like stout wise always has those off the wall ones. It's the same way with the boutique cigars. Padron and Fuente and my father and all that kind of stuff don't. Yes and no. They don't do like which ones? Can, so no. they're not doing the same advertising. But we are in a period where even the large companies are doing very small batch, quick sell cigars. Yeah, but not but not labeled a food product, a cartoon product, a gummy, something yeah, like that. It's, it's you, different. You, you can have one offs. I'm fine with one offs. The only thing like Viaje. Viaje has the zombie. I'm not going to eat a fucking zombie. They have the pepper line. You know, that might be the most questionable thing when it comes food-wise. But I'm still going to fucking buy peppers. Hell, I bought a bunch of fucking Viajes earlier this week. You did? I was on that text line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping one of you motherfuckers would chime in. Like, yeah, I'll split a box with you. No, I didn't want any. No. <laughs> um, I got some to be going. I got yeah. some. No, it seemed like you were going okay without us. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I am with you. I mean, if you want to split a box, all you have to say is one of you fuckers want to split a box with me. Uh, you can just, uh, you can, you can type as well as I, I was surprised you replied. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I like commented, this is, this would be awesome if Aaron read text. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I was in the, I was, I was in, in the, the shower. shower. I was in the shower. You fuckers. I call, I call BS. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, but I mean, so first of all, a couple things on the alcohol industry. A lot of those small breweries are owned by big breweries. Yeah. And second of all, Budweiser doesn't have to do like weird one-off beers to sell. But if you noticed that Budweiser seems to sell fine just by itself, there, there's like a million country songs about it. And my guess is, because I don't listen to Crabcore, there's probably 50 <laughs> Crabcore songs about Budweiser. I, I'm going to say no on that one. No, I bet you I could find them if I yeah. if I knew what crap probably there is a ska band that does a song about PBRs. Okay, there so, you go, there you go. Uh, what a surprise! <laughs> um, um, but uh, so I mean, the fact is, the reason Padrone doesn't have to do the one-offs is because Padrone sell, and because they're good cigars, and because that's but the. When you're fighting for the bottom of the shelf, it's a different game. Yeah. And so it's it's part of why I say I understand that you've got to find a march a marketing niche, right? So I mean we we just had I just shook hands with Sam with Crux and we praised, correctly so, by the way, their marketing shift where their bands now in their boxes and the way they talk about the way their cigar smoked and all that stuff. We talked about how when they rebranded their stuff, it really popped on the shelf, right? Mm -hmm. Smart marketing stuff. Their cigars were always really good, but the fact is more people found it because it became more accessible by the way they marketed it. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you go from being not noticed to noticed, and they did a really good job with that, and there's others yeah. who have done that as well. And so you've got to find a way to get noticed. Well, this is a way to get noticed. It's not the most seemly way, but. And I, I would even push back on something you just said, you know, fighting for the bottom shelf seems to be like all this, the, the one-off stuff that we get in goes top shelf on a lot of, in a lot of humidors. <laughs> he, he's not being literal there. You're talking about fighting for the bottom oh, yeah. 2% of yeah, the cigar yeah, industry. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But, but also 
when you think for bottom the last shelf stuff, of the shelf. Yeah, you, when you think the last, the yeah, the 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 shitty placement. But for these things, no. they always every time I'm in a shop or some of that carries the product, it's always in that prime spot because yeah. is it does it beho- it probably behooves the the to cigar, see if it'll move the owner to move it to see if they want to bring it back in sure see what the longevity plays well like. it's also usually a limited edition it's four or five boxes it's going to move but i'm saying it's the last two percent ten percent of the stuff that that was decided to be carried right so the fact is you're going to c- carry padrone you're going to carry Fuente because you you have to carry that stuff. So 80% of your humidors decided this is the last X percentage of the humidor that you're deciding on. It's the shelf space that's in question, right? Are you carrying this? Are you carrying Espinosa? Are you carrying Martinez? Are, are you carrying the cookie monster? And listen, it's a decision. And I, I understand that. I've made that decision personally. You know, Steve's made that decision. I mean, it's a tough decision, and and yeah. you see who buys what, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting the fact that it's a tough fight. I'm just saying, some people, and I'm just, I'm calling out Sam here because he's a friend of mine, and Crux is a cigar brand that I like, and I'm not comparing them to the Cookie Monster because I'm not, because there's not a comparison, I don't think. But I don't know. I haven't smoked Cookie Monster. Crux did it in a creative sort of really great way in my mind. Mm-hmm. Really made that customer experience an extremely positive way. Their cigars also kick ass. Yeah. And other people have just done it in a different approach. And but, I don't like the other approach. So Crux is not on the same not on the same level. Level as is what They're we're talking bigger, about. Bigger with, manufacturer. Yeah, and even even when you start to talk about like uh, I think it was um JRE that did the the Willy Wonka chocolate bar one or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, Aladino or something. Yeah, it's Aladino. Aladino. It's JRE, yeah. Um, you know, those guys are not on the same level with Crux, but Crux was there at one time. They were. And they have built a business that has elevated them above that. If you look at Tatawahe, uh, Crowned Heads, Illusione, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Those companies are now... Technically, not boutiques. They make more cigars than what would classify them as a boutique yep, brand, especially Drew Estate. Drew yeah. Estate was a tiny little brand, right? They no longer qualify in that boutique, yeah. <laughs> technically the definition of a boutique cigar. I mean, hell, we're smoking a TAA right. cigar from right. now. Right. So, and a lot of people would consider Crux still a boutique brand because it's not and on what, every shelf. It should be because it's a phenomenal cigar. What was it? It True. was like, we, we found it was like a, Sub million cigars produced a year, I think it's that's what boutique. it was. Yep. As a boutique, but let's let's look at the companies that are doing these things compared to them. Right, you're talking about JRE, much yeah. smaller than Crux. Yep. Right, a family that has had a tremendous history in the in the tobacco industry, but tremendous. that company is very small. Uh, LCA, that's a very small company in comparison to yep. most other companies that are at the the lower tier of cigar companies, right? Um, let's look at the ones of the past that have done this. Well, you got uh, they Caldwell. don't exist. Well, you got Caldwell yeah. with the Lost and Found. Caldwell technically doesn't qualify as a boutique brand anymore either, right? But because Aladino, they're producing so many cigars. Jerry and Aladino is <clears throat> the the disappointing part for me on the 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 chocolate bar one, which is the one that disappoints me the most, is because the Aladino cigar 
is phenomenal. That yeah. Aladino cigar is one of the Rancho Luna stuff is great. Mm-hmm. They have right. phenomenal cigars. Phenomenal cigars. And they are <clears throat> they uh, it, it disappoints me. Um, the chocolate bar is is to me a little more on the the uh, and maybe I'm because I like the Aladino cigar, I'm giving them a break. So I I somewhat call me call bullshit on myself. Yeah, a little there. Right, but um, I'm 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 a little less I'm a little less certain on that one. But we should be nowhere near that line. Yeah, especially a family with that much history in in the cigar Who industry. Kicks out fucking awesome awesome cigars. Cigars. The Aladino line is it's great. Is great. I mean, really, seriously, just I mean. And so I'm going to throw Crux out, and I'm going to I'm going to throw in Stolen Throne, who is to it's me a great example, a boutique boutique. Like I'm, I yeah. think they make five cigars, and I buy four of them every year. Yeah, and they they are with their imagery and their marketing and everything they do, completely different approach. Let's talk about Blackbird, Blackbird, who huh? you've had on the show. Yeah, oh, so good, phenomenal cigars. Yep. So good. They don't do that kind of marketing. They don't, there's, if you look at the history of cigars, and this is one of the things that the, the, uh, Pravada guys got into is we're revolutionizing the way cigars are marketed and we're, we're changing the industry. And it's us young guys that are, people have done this over and over and over. And most of the people that have done it that way are not around anymore. Right. And that's the sad reality of it. Yeah. Well, and, and here, here's the thing. Blackbird had the cigars, great cigars. They don't need that imaging. They don't need that marketing. Stolen Throne, fucking amazing cigars. They don't need that imaging. Yep. The other shit we're talking about, kind of dog shit. Not all of it. Not all of it, but some of it. when 60% is... Well, nah. you, take Aladino. Yeah. Aladino's not... 99% of what they make is phenomenal. And phenomenal. that chocolate bar is probably a good cigar. Probably I don't know. Is. I didn't try it. Yeah. I didn't either. I've tried all the rest. The rest. <laughs> so we'll just assume that's not, which I is, is a bad assumption because it's not consistent with the rest. But even if you look at like the stuff that LCC guys are doing now, right? They're, Cause they're starting to do cigars that are in a retail space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can purchase and sell. Mm-hmm. They're doing unique marketing without getting into that. the childish side of things. Where where would you, where would, um, let's say the Monster Series, where would you fall that in at? Well, those are adult movies. Those are adult movies. I would agree with that. Those are rated R. Okay. I'm just, I'm so just, you're playing on nostalgia. Yeah, I'm just playing on nostalgia. Off, but not children. That's a fair question. But I'm just saying, like, no, that's, a, no, that's a good question. I mean, have you never, like, you I never saw a scary movie was a kid or whatever? I mean, it's I'm like, not a scary movie person. Well, I'm just so. saying, like, like, that's another marketing avenue that, that yep. hits on a nostalgia, nostalgia aspect. Yeah, not nostalgia when I was eight. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, no, nope, fair enough. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. It is a good point. It is. And, <clears throat> and I don't know. But again, I have to churn on that one a little bit. That goes back to the, the the point that they make about not being advertised to children. Scary movies are not advertised to children. So wouldn't that lend to 
it's not something that a child should see. Yeah. We would argue. Wouldn't that lean to that? Yeah. We'd argue that those are adults. So that's their own point. Right. Against them. So we need to, uh, we need porn cigars. (laughs) Oh gosh. I'm not going to get into that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're just kind of circling wagons on that one. So let's start on the other subject. But first, let's talk about the cigars we are smoking, which is the Herrera Esteli TAA edition cigar. Uh, Again, I've had this one once before, I believe. I might like this more than I like the other one. You know, I was, I kind of saw a shit time. I thought the same thing because I really like the. This is a really good cigar. Then the Brazilian or all the Herreras? Talking about the blue label. Brazilian for sure. that's That's a Brazilian. Yeah. Which I smoked that today. And because I, I have wanted to it. smoke all of the other ones. I mean, tonight. this is a <laughs> this is a solid, solid smoke. It's yeah, really great. Good. It's a medium, just maybe kissing three quarter, but not really. Um, but to have that Connecticut broadleaf on here, it's a it's a veiny, it's a veiny Connecticut broadleaf, um, which is the exact opposite because I th- that one we did last week, I believe that was a Connecticut broadleaf as well on that eight span Raven. Correct. Uh, yeah. Last which week. which you last week was actually six, two weeks ago. Six months yeah. ago. Um, <laughs> Time continuity. For the record, seriously, like three cigars ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. But but like the, like this this wrapper and the rat wrapper. Like totally this, different. This one's a lot more veiny yeah. and construction, like a uh, bumpy and stuff, as opposed to that one. That's what, that's the part I love about the cigar industry because you could literally take. Same two manufacturers everything. and give them the exact same tobacco and they're going to make two yep. totally different cigars. Yeah. And there's so many good blenders and yeah. so many, and, and you get two great cigars with two different experience with almost the Definitely. same raw materials. Yeah. How badass is that? Awesome. <coughs> so you've already pissed off one set of people. Mark, yeah. You want to piss off the next set? Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> so you wanted me to read the, um, the report, um, that was done by an independent agency or an independent group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the behest of the FDA, although to be honest with you, I, I spent a good half hour trying to figure out who paid for the damn thing because the first rule of any medical research is you figure out who paid for it. Um, that'll give you an insight on why they do it. Follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. Um, and because you'll say, you'll find somebody will say that coffee is great for you. And then you'll get another, a uh, group of research or a, a body of research to say that coffee's bad for you. And then you just need to figure out who paid for what. Um, and, and uh, because understand, first of all, that, um, that a lot of analysis comes down to who is in the group, right? Yeah. You, you throw one or two people in there who have a bad outcome. It can really impact your sway. Um, and this, this, this analysis was, you need to you need to really look at several things when it comes to these sort of things. The first thing is, and I think everybody who has done analysis on this, and I'm going to take the lead on this for this, and then you guys can comment, um, is is uh, you need to look at who paid for it and what what really uh, the sample is and what what are they analyzing. And the first thing that they say is we don't have enough data to tell you what the impact of cigars are on this group. But there were several key key things that came out of this. There was a World Health uh, Organization study on cigar smokers. Oh, it's got to be 15, 20 years ago that said that cigar smokers live longer than non-cigar smokers as a general rule. 
And the answer is because cigar smokers are generally rich, white, um, affluent uh, males living in first world countries. Yeah. Which uh, generally affords you the ability to access uh, premium health care, which actually is the fact that drives you to live longer, just so you know. Yeah. Although there is the stress factor in there, which um, is actually yeah. uh, interesting, but stress is such a worldwide thing. Um, so, and what they said is, ironically enough, cigar smokers they found in their study were rich, white males. <laughs> ironically. Uh, ironically. And, uh, and, and so they found consistent with the World Health Organization. They also found that they didn't have enough data to truly analyze anything. So that's what the study said. Yeah. They also said that cigarettes were bad, worse than cigarettes. <laughs> and if you needed that... Cigarettes are worse than cigars. C- cigarettes are worse than cigars. And if you needed that piece of analysis... Then, then you got it. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're, in a whole, up, boys. we're in a whole different argument if that's the piece that you didn't know. If that piece you didn't know, Steve is 100% correct. Um, there's Mission some other shit that I, I, I need to probably explain to you um, and just let me know. Give me a call and we'll talk through it. Um, but cigarettes <laughs> are worse than cigars. Um, um, and and that, that's for sure. They, they made several recommendations, which were all just kind of generic. But the real so what of this, so, so they also said a couple things that I, I think are indisputable facts. Others may disagree. Secondhand smoke is terrible for you. Well, but, but, for let's you. do this. Before we get into this, your bona fides is this is what you deal with with I your everyday analyze job. M- Medicaid claims. I've, I've done that in my past and I run projects that do that. Now I I'm familiar with Medicaid analysis. Right. We look at this, I look at medical claims. So you have a, a much better idea of the spectrum than Aaron and I. <laughs> so we look, we look at this, uh, we do, we do analyze. I work with people who have, um, it doesn't matter, but I, I have experience in this area. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the parts in there that uh, a lot of people probably haven't. So I think the controversial part of what I'm going to, one of the two or three controversial things I'm going to say is they, they found and they believe, and I share the secondhand smoke is bad for you. If you don't believe that. Okay. Uh, I, I respect your, uh, I respect your uh, ability to have a differing opinion on me. I don't actually think that is up for debate anymore. Did, but that, did that hurt to get out? Um, <laughs> it feels like you struggled a little I bit. I did. Um, but um, I understand that there are people who disagree on that. I don't actually think that's up for debate in 2022 anymore. Yeah. Um, and I understand um, that's why we have a ton of air handlers here to lessen that. I get that. And I respect that. And I'm grateful for that. Um, and, um, it's also why at times I smoke in my backyard by myself with the window, right? Because, um, I lessen my secondhand smoke. I understand that's a risk I take. Um, uh, and, uh, it's why when I smoke in my garage, a lot of times I do it with the garage door completely open. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, second thing they said was that they significantly found that cigar premium cigars were not smoked by children. So when we talk about our earlier conversation, there was a 
pretty minor, very tiny number that where people under 18 were admitting to smoking premium cigars. And I think that's important because in the conversation of do we market to children, yeah. there's perception and there's reality. Yeah, and, and I'll even say like I was one of those minor blips on the radar that was smoking cigars. Aaron fucked up the curve for the rest of us. Under yeah. 18, because, because back then you had you could be 18, not 21 right. now. And even then I was right. I was having cigars 16, 17. So, so Sorry, I think mom. that, yeah, no, you should apologize to your mom. <laughs> We apologize. <laughs> we we apologize. I did not smoke cigars under eighteen. Yeah, I think I was eighteen the first one I tried. Really? I think I was in my twenties. I was sixteen. I bought my first box of Swisher Sweets at a gas station in Benton. Smoked two. Took it back. You're a hoodlum. I know. Took it back. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a hoodlum. You twice. smoked two and took them back. Yeah. How is that possible? I didn't like them. They took them back though. Yep. With two missing. Two missing. I told him I bought 50. We smoked two of them. Here's 48. $48. I know. What? Steve. That's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) They weren't even properly humidified at that point. I could be sure. It was the same night. Oh. Still. Oh, yeah. I agree. I feel like we should go apologize to that come and go. Yeah. What was it? Oh, man. It was like a small mom and pop Phillips 66. Oh, they probably went out of business. (laughs) Probably. Because they had to return Aaron's money. They had to return Aaron's money. <laughs> How do you feel about ending someone's career in, no, no, in their entrepreneurial ship? No, because it, it lasted for a lot longer because that's where I used to go. Because for the longest time, that was the only place that sold Lucky Strike Unfiltered. And that's what I smoked. Oh, so did you return any of those? I smoked them all. Okay. <laughs> so um, uh, I think that is a pretty important part of this. Although, having said that, it's it was, uh, I don't know, it was the most awesome analytics yeah. ever done because it was, you know, it was just asking people if they smoke cigars, but, um, which is, if you ask like a 12 year old, do you smoke cigars? They're going to uh, say no. They're going to say no. Um, but I think it's, I mean, I think that's an important part of this is that there's some sort of backup to the fact that children are not smoking premium cigars, which to be honest with you, some of the non-smoking people will will disagree with, right? And yeah. I think it's a strong point for us. Um, so, so those are the first two. Second is they they recommended a lot of follow ups um, studies on the impact of cigars. So you can count over the next ten or fifteen years if they follow the recommendation that we will have the impact or more understanding of the impact of smoking cigars. And I. I promise, because there's a lot of people saying that this study says that the relaxation outweighs the health risks or concerns. That's not what this study says at fucking all. Not one bit. There's no iota of that in there. And if you, and I know people will say that, that the fellowship outweighs the health benefits. And it doesn't, I did not read any, I read this. It does not say that. It's, it, it talks about people being healthier in this group. There's a lot of other perfectly legitimate, already studied reasons for that to be true that have nothing to do with fellowship or relaxation or meditation or any of that. None of that. So everybody is supposing things that they think are their benefits. Listen, I'm, 
The mind is the single greatest health thing in the world. So if you can convince yourself, a lot of times you can overcome something. But let's be clear on what it says and what it doesn't say. It doesn't really say anything at all. The two things it says, secondhand smoke's bad, and children are not admitting to smoking cigars. <laughs> oh, and then, okay. it's funny. That, that's, that's what I got out of it, too. It was a word salad. Word salad. Of just words. Welcome to my world, dude. <laughs> yeah. Come on in. The water's lukewarm. No. Mo, Mo deals with it enough. I don't want to deal with it. Well, it's yeah. similar to the study that the FDA did when this all first started, right? Yes. So they did the study with anybody from, what was it? 27 to, or no, what was it? 20, yeah, 20, I think it was 27 to 50 or something. Yep. And it studied like non-smokers, and this was specifically cigars, not cigarettes, non-smokers, one a day, occasional, one a day, and, and two a day. And it was less than a 1% increase in, in cancer risk between the non-smoker and the occasional and it was actually, or, or one a day, and it was actually higher in the occasional smoker than it was the one a day and the two a day smokers, right? Yeah. And they said the exact same thing. This is, Nothing. we don't have enough information to really say this is what we found out of the small sample size that we have. And we're not in the occasional list. We're not. No. And it's, Steve, that's a great point. And, and, and Aaron, that's a great point. They, in particular said that most cigar smokers, and I don't remember what the percentage is, I think it was in the mid-70s, yeah. are occasionally listing a few cigars a month as occasional, right? Yeah. And that's not me. Right. Okay. Although it, it might be, if yeah. we take a couple, three days out of this month, <laughs> it might be. Because <laughs> I smoked a shit ton in a hurry and then went, I think I fucking had enough for a while. <laughs> like it's been two weeks since I smoked a cigar. No, for me, I'll just, I mean, I'm on five today. So. Okay. You I, are, I've, you I, are three I, ahead of I've me. I've used maize allotment today pretty right. much. So, so it's clear to understand that, but a lot of times, and, and, and Steve, you, you raise a really great point about this. One study can show a lot of things. And there where the occasional people were at a higher risk of cancer versus the one and two, let alone five. Um, it, it really could be interesting. And, and I mean, it's the problem with analysis in the wild, which is what that is. You, you can't, it's really hard to double blind stuff out and truly isolate for the cigar smoking aspect of this without really over the top or repeated, you know, analysis is um, it can show crazy things. We were joking about the coffee um, thing. One will, will, with the pay, one can clearly show that coffee is great for you because it creates regularity and blah, blah, blah. And the other can talk about the negative aspects of over caffeinating yourself. Right. And so you can find anything you want in these surveys. <laughs> Trust me. And, and, and people do that. I'm not saying, oh, you know, it's most people stats, do, yeah. right. Cherry picking stacks, but you yeah. can also cherry pick uh, the pool, right. Or you can yeah. just get a weird pool or one pool can swing one way or one pool. Can, and it or throws you can, the entire study up to a different <laughs> parameter. You can pick people from North Little Rock, or you can pick people from Benton, or you can pick people from Hot Springs and you, or you can primarily pick women, or you can primarily pick 50-year-old white dudes, or you can pick people who are low income. 
There's so many different ways that accidental or intentional choices that you make will impact the outcome of these things. It's hard to tell from what they published other than they looked at a group of people that seemed sort of randomly selected. It's really hard to tell without tearing into some of that, how the sample was selected, um, you know, if, if any of those, those biases were there. But they, I mean, I, to be honest with you, most of the smokers that I know are not random. Right. Not, not, but then again, I'm a member at a cigar lounge. Right. So, I mean, I, my friends are cigar smokers. Yeah. And I've let this cigar go out twice. <laughs> I'm almost done with mine. I'm almost done with mine as well. This is a great cigar. This is a great cigar. So I, I found the most interesting part of this is they made recommendations for more. They also, the thing that this doesn't do is change what the FDA is going to do. Right. It actually frees the FDA to go up and do whatever the hell it wants to do. So if you think this thing being released is good on the FDA front, you're wrong on this. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. This frees up the FDA to go start the regulation again. And they yeah. will. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we're that far down the road from um, the regulations being enforced. Do you think it'll be the whole no brands before 1997? Or whatever um, it was, 2007? That's the one I think think we may have enough of an argument on the financial or the economical impact. Right. That may, to me, that one looks pretty good. The one that I think we are losing significantly in is the infused cigars. Illinois, in the last two weeks, I think, could be a month, banned yeah. infused cigars. I was like, how, yeah, it's going to be five years. Until we don't have those anymore, probably? Less. Less. I, I would say... Two years? Yeah, I was going to say two years as well. I think it's two years or less. So with, again, I want to say if and when, simultaneously, if and when that happens, we know acid is the front runner for the legal line. True state. Yeah, what, well, specifically... The Liga Bravada line, like that's what is You're the, saying is they, the, is they the, pay the bills. is the bankroller for that. Well, not that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's eighty percent of all sales in Drew Estate. Yeah. So what does that do to those to that company that, specifically? That company's big enough because it's owned by Swisher now. So that company's big enough. It's not gonna it's not gonna impact. So them. do you think like, as they, as much? Like Jonathan Drew saw that coming. It, on that's the horizon, and that's why he sold to Swisher. Uh, his his statement on it was that he thought it was a good time to be an associate of a company that has the money to fight the FDA, and they're big tobacco. Yeah, Swisher is. They produce more premium cigars than any other company in the entire world. Not even close. Like, I, I think the question I have. To switch it is how does it impact the PCA? That's a good question. So that's part of the um, the big four that have basically boycotted P 
PCA yep. um, in 2020 and still to this day, um, that's a big factor to why they, they are not they, they, supporting the PCA right now. Yeah. Is because the PCA took a stance, and I think a poor stance, to say we're going to separate ourselves from the infused tobacco as much as possible. And I think that's wrong because that is a large portion of our industry, very large portion of our industry. Think about that. Drew Estate, I mean, that's a, that's a brand that's recognized by every single cigar smoker. I would be amazed if you could find 100 people that are call themselves cigar smokers that don't know what Drew Estate is. I would, and, and I'm talking worldwide. If you could find 100 of them, 50 that have never heard of Drew Estate, that would amaze me. That has never seen the, the bridge or the... The sport bite rider, something like any that. of it, any of it, um, and so if if Drew Estate had it was not owned by Swisher, then that probably puts them in the bottom tier of of companies of sales, because you're talking about literally eighty percent of their sales are in acid. Yeah, eighty mm-hmm. percent. It is a massive number. Well, and if they weren't owned by Swisher, and to Aaron's question, it would, if suddenly in two years that dried up. Yeah, it would. It would put Liga out. It would put Liga in. Yes. So who who has who needs to step up to the plate better, PCA or CRA? All of them. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean it does. Well, and to our first conversation, it's why we have a thinner line to walk on with a lot of these conversations. Well, and, and C- yeah. is CR- CRA is more consumer. PCA is more... Two sides of the same Manufacturer, coin. yeah. P- PCA is manufacturer and retailers. It's really supposed to be the retailers and the manufacturers. And the CRA come to the is everybody else. Right, it's the consumers. Well, CRA, I think, encompasses both. But if it had a Whereas lean, PCA does not include consumer at all. Right. Okay. Okay. But, I think but, that's the main difference. But I feel like if I had to, if, if CRA had a lean one way or the other, it was going to, it's going to lean more towards the consumer side. Correct. Well, yeah. Cause PCA doesn't at all. Yeah. No, it's, I'm saying, I'm saying, not a I'm saying CRA, consumer organization. Like, CRA has manufacturer and consumer. They're, they're walking more towards hand in hand with the consumer side because CRA <laughs> yes, probably, Eric. probably understands that like, PCA is already has that Retails. field covered. But the problem is, and it's not even just those two, you're, you're talking about even the manufacturers can't get on the same page at the last PCA trade show. There was a big fight between all these manufacturers. Cause somebody put out a post that was kind of derogatory towards people that didn't come. Mm-hmm. And that included big manufacturers and small manufacturers, both. Right. And whether it didn't matter why they were there or why they, or I'm sorry, why they weren't there, whether it's a money thing or, or just a fight or a boycott or whatever, it didn't matter. So it, the, the PCA has done a better job. Um, but I think all those organizations got caught at the beginning of this thinking they were ahead of the curve because they had politicians on their side. And when the money comes down to it, they did not. And they do not still. Still don't. Um, And it's going to be a very, very, very hard thing to get a a politician on your side. Especially in a tobacco 
format. I mean, it's not a subject that a regular politician, not, I shouldn't say a regular politician, that the mass majority of politicians want to take on because it's a very hot button topic yeah, with I mean, a very large demographic of the people that vote for them. Well, it's going to be, and it's going to be, if it's going to be a politician, it's going to be somewhere out of Kentucky, out of Florida. Yeah. Know, but even, even so you're still talking about tobacco, cigar, not tobacco consumers. Cigar smokers are less than 1% of the population yeah. of the United States. And we're the largest. There's more cigars smoked in the United States than any country in the world. And it's still less than 1% of the population. Yeah. Yep. So you, you, why would, if I'm a politician, and I don't blame them, why would I take that fight on for a, a very small portion of my demographic? Yep. Less than 1%. Right. Right. Even though we are affluent white males, right? It's just you're not, we're not a very appealing group to come out and right. stand up for. No. Yep. It's tough. This it, whole show has been a hard one, stance. One giant downer. <laughs> I know. It's, well, so yeah, it is. We're, we're in a very, very tough battle. And like I said, and that's, I think, the one bright spot of this is that the PCA has done a good job. Yeah. putting themselves in a much better position than we were when we started this. Right. Um, but there's a lot of work that's still going to come and so, it doesn't look good on any front. Nope. Even, even I, like I said, I think the, the 2007 date is, I think we're ahead in that fight. I still don't think it's for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, and, we, but I think we're losing in every other aspect of this. I think we are too. So in 10 years when cigars are no longer, what's this show going to be about? It's going to be about uh, it's gonna soccer be and crab core. <laughs> soccer and crab core. I assume you're bringing the crab core. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. Um, it's important that we understand what things mean because um, this is a moment. And when, when things a year ago got, thrown out and the FDA got sort of its hand slapped, people started dancing and celebrating. No, we did a vector, a victory, a victory lap. Right. There was no need to celebrate. We didn't win. And, and so understanding that we have a lot of work, I totally agree. The PCA is doing a lot better uh, about getting a foothold on the things that need to back to, to do. I also agree that the uh, infused and flavored cigar um, separation doesn't do us any favors. Um, because to be honest with you, uh, the one thing this report says is kids aren't smoking cigars, right? And even with the fact that acids are out there, kids aren't smoking cigars. Um, and so we, we need to be making that our point. Um, to be honest with you, the people who go over to that cabinet uh, look more like Aaron than 18 year olds. Um, so, so with that, I, this might be something we've already said or mentioned, but with that last part, what that, what that survey, not survey, but that study shows is kids aren't smoking cigars. Does that negate everything we just talked about for the first no, 45 minutes no, of the show? Because no. that's a bullet that the FDA is going to use. So understand there's two, there's two things. First of all, it's one survey, and it was a it was a calling people and asking them if they smoked thing, which isn't necessarily the most 
solid yeah. analysis. But <laughs> it is it is a piece of analysis. And, and to be honest with you, unless you're going to follow people around, it's... It's the only the, way to ask. It's the only way to ask. So that that being said, um, so so but perception and reality uh, are two different things. But understand that when the non-smoking lobbyist is sitting in that senator's office, they are going to talk about their perception of the marketing. And when our defense is we don't market to kids. They're also going to say, and we've done analysis, you did analysis and said that kids aren't smoking. But the first thing we say is we don't market to kids. Well, that isn't true. And the, and the anti-smoking lobbyist is going to say, yeah, they do. Here, here's a picture of a, the Cookie Monster cigar. And here's a pick packaging of the uh, cookies and cream or the Rocky Road ice cream thing. They 100% market to kids. And here's the grape um, cigarellos and here's all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and this is it unprotected behind a gas station. And here's all these things that says that your five-year-old is smoking cigars. Listen, it doesn't have to be based in reality. Most of these arguments are based in emotion. So the fact is you can't give them the ammo. So one of the, one of the comments that I saw most of on that, a uh, half wheel article was fuck you, Charlie. <laughs> no, I'm mean, so bad for Charlie. I did, yeah. but one of the you liberal whatever blah blah blah. You probably voted for <laughs> one of the one of the biggest negative I saw was people were saying like this article is going to do more damage because this is going to be Exhibit A. <laughs> Come on, right? No, I mean you saw that same. So I saw it. I know so, I don't believe it, but that's what I'm saying. But I can see so on, using that on as the war game I played. Somebody actually did something where they were trying to extort another player, and the and the people in the game said we shouldn't talk about it because it's going to give people ideas. And the point is, no, we need to talk about these things, and then we need to take care of them because it shows that we have the ability to self-regulate ourselves. The fact is, if we're not going to talk about things because they make us look bad, then the fact that we can't take care of our own business is going to make us look worse. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, I'm. I'm That's on, bullshit. I'm Whoever on, said that is, we're not going to talk about things that go poorly because it makes us look stupid. They look stupider. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> but I mean, it's if we truly want to be able to self-regulate ourselves, then we cannot. Not somebody regular. has to take a stand. Somebody has to make a stand and say that's not acceptable. It, it, and I agree with them in the fact that these things shouldn't have to be discussed, right? Like we shouldn't do it. We well, even even beside that, we should be able to market it to adults the way we would like to market it. But while you're under the microscope, you have to pay attention to that, mm-hmm. and you cannot poke the bear. Cannot poke the bear. You're going to tell me that this article is more of a weapon than a cigar that says fuck the FDA on it? <laughs> There's no way. Right. There's zero chance. Because I guarantee you on their website, you can go on their website and pull up exactly how many of those cigars they sold. Yeah. And they'll tell you because they're proud of it. Yeah. And how many t-shirts they made and sold. Yeah. How many hats that say the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, and the funny part is... The FDA knows all that stuff. And while we feel like we're being like, you know, like uh, the little mouse flipping off the eagle, remember that in the end, the little mouse gets eaten by the eagle. Yeah. 
That's Aesop's fable it's at its best. <laughs> I mean, it's like one moment of bravery followed by uh, like several moments of extreme pain and death. It's like the, the scene from Deep Blue Sea when uh, Samuel L. Jackson is given that giant heart-filled speech like, fuck this shark, and then the shark comes he out comes nowhere, up and, eats and, he, and eats him out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> right. I haven't well, seen that movie, but that's exactly so the, the moment I'm talking about. The one thing we need to remember is this is not a time to just hide in the shadows and nope. hope it blows over. Nope. Because it's not gonna. Nope. So there are things that we need to do. Supporting the PCA, supporting the CRA. As a consumer, that is a very, very good thing to do, right? I just and got my even, new CRA card Friday. Even if you're not 100% behind the stance that they have taken or the, the route that they choose to fight, it's still the organization that we have that is doing the most for our group of people. Yep. And so being a part of that is the beginning, right? If you want to make a change in how it functions, you can't do that if you're not a member and you don't know what they're doing. So every person that listens to the show, every single one of us, every person that comes into the shop needs to support those organizations while trying to make the changes. Agreed. You do not need to just sit on the sideline and say, boo-hoo, they're doing it wrong. Amen, Because that helps nobody. Right. You know, a great way to do that is those CRA packs. Yeah. Because I smoked hey, you get uh, a membership. one of those guys. Yeah. Not anymore. Huh? Not anymore. The membership's not included in the pack anymore? Nope. Well, either way, you're still giving money to the organization. They're making money on yeah. that. And, I mean, we're a CRA so shop still, so right? So one way to do it is if you become a saint and sinner because you do get CRA membership oh, yeah. with that. So Yeah. So, sure. Mention, <laughs> mention an exclusive <laughs> private club. That's nice, Aaron. But we have three... We do. We don't talk about Bruno, Aaron. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. I thought we were clear on it. But between the three of us, it's we have the only three, rule of Fight Club. We have three people to we can join in. That's right. Because I don't think I, I don't I think I, I think I don't have no I don't think I've given mine away yet. I am I haven't re-upped. Well, no, I'm I'm just saying like I don't have anybody in the docket. Good. Don't to, tell me I missed to whatever. No, no. It is coming it up. Should be though. coming up. Yeah, yeah com- mid summer. Yeah, mid May or something That's like right. that. All right, we are we done with this poo poo show? Yeah, next time we should talk about something fun, <laughs> fucking unicorns and mm-hmm. and and shit like it. You know what is coming up in a couple weeks is opening day of Little Rock Rangers. Oh, cool! So looking forward to that. That's fun. Yeah, me too. Really? You know they have an app. <laughs> no. They have an app now where you can uh, where you supposedly you can stream and stuff. Oh, okay, sweet. I want to go see the new uh, video board at Dickie Stevens, even though they got rid of the beer garden smoking section because their main not, sponsor I'm is, not even is, looking at is right Children's now. Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, that is gone by the wayside. But I still do want to go see that. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, the main takeaway I want everybody to remember is that support the organizations that support your yep. group, right? Because it's in doubt. It is. We're in the middle of a very big fight, and we need to unify. Yep. And the part I want to to emphasize is when Aaron brought this topic up, I said, for the record, I don't think you want to invite me to this show. <laughs> I, even, I even reached out a few people. I said, hey, do you think our show could do this? <laughs> because we don't do serious often. Well, and so, right. Just... I think Steve's, I just want to say amen to what Steve said and, and say support CRA. If 
you have the opportunity to support, support PCA, you definitely should do that. Um, just understand those things are important. I realize yep. other than probably Steve and I, nobody's perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, and Aaron probably. Thanks. Nah. Nah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, but understand that they're fighting for our reasons and so for our rights. And so, um, you know, we need to, um, we need to, we need to support them. You know, any so. fight is better than no fight. Right. And we've got, they've gotten a lot more organized. So yeah, they've amen. done really well. And this cigar, I know Steve's moved on to uh, another cigar cause he's like, uh, a smoker. <laughs> what would you move to? The Crux Guild. Oh, the limited that you can't, that's like not in production anymore. Yeah. The Box Press good. Guild. Crux. Good. Mm. <laughs> that was a good event. You were here. I was not smoking at that point, so I thought maybe I shouldn't come up here. And It was good. Um, but I did buy cigars. I love, I love, you know, love seeing Sam. So. Sam is awesome. Sam got married. He did. Congratulations. He bought a house and got married two days later. Right. I saw him. Big so he's becoming a, an adult. You know, our little boy's growing up. Let me is, tell you, we he's did moving that direction. We did one of the most adult things ever this past weekend. We went to Lowe's to buy shit to plant at the house. What in the fuck's wrong with you? Like, like we were walking around the nursery. They let you in the front. We were we were walking around the nursery, and I'm pushing the cart, and I've got a bag of dirt and a a, a plant of some sort that looked pretty. I couldn't say the name of it. Mo could say it. We're looking around trying to find a watering can. I look at her. I was like, this is the most adult thing we have done in a very long time. Like out here on a Saturday at noon, just buying fucking foliage. Good for you. Trying to beautify my place, you know. <laughs> Got to make it look better than the neighbors. I finally got my my yard mode. It was looking bad for a little while. I was I was the only yard in our section that wasn't mowed. I was like, man, we I gotta call this guy today. <laughs> I started feeling bad. You call Aaron's guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's so, giving the directions. He, so he he called he called me. He's like, hey, who do you use? I'm like, I use this guy. So I go and take the trash out, and there's stand, he's standing there talking to him. I was like, hey. Take care of his shit. I'm tired of looking at it. God. Yeah. You thought you were going to be the bad neighbor. <laughs> oh, I knew I wasn't going to be. Is this your cat? <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh, goodness. I think we're done on this one. Okay. All right. We, I think we're going to do um, May's box or April's box next week. So we'll do that one. Cool. All right. We'll talk to Barry. Talk to everybody next week. Be good. Adios. Later.